Hello, my friends. Good evening, afternoon. Welcome to Smoking and Toasting. It's the program that's all about craft beer, fine, distinctive distilled spirits, and uh, great cigars. Welcome to the show. Ian, my co-host is here, and you're smiling because it's show number 50. It is show number 50. (laughs) This show makes me happy. I just... I love my Thursdays. It's it's my day off, and this is what I do on my day off. Yeah, and I it's love it. and it's a pretty wonderful thing to you know. People go, "Oh, do you have to go in and do your show today?" I go, "No, <laughs> I don't have to. I, don't have to. I go willingly. Right? <laughs> I go willingly. No arm it's twisting awesome. here. Uh, well, welcome to the show that uh, you know. I don't know that I would have predicted we'd survive uh, fifty episodes, and yet here we are. And as if it wasn't cool enough. To be on show 50, Jonathan Wingo from Balvenie is here to celebrate show 50 with us. Jonathan, Did I mention welcome. that this guy is a party anywhere he goes? Anywhere he goes. I believe you said that. So. I think that's part of the remit. They just have to show up with party. Yeah. No, this is great. Congratulations on your 50. I was, uh, it's amazing, isn't it? I won't it? say weaseled my way in, but I really wanted to come on <laughs> and celebrate. When he mentioned that he could bring celebratory whiskey, I was like, done. Yes. Done. Done. So so we'll get to the celebratory whiskey, but welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. It's really nice to have you. I I want to start out with a question because this this is something that I, it bugs me that I don't know the answer to this. And so I'm hoping you can clear this up I for hope me I can. once and for all. What is the correct way to pronounce uh, Balvini or Balvini or how, how no, is it? This is, how is I, it done? Well, the easy answer is... Um, we're very happy that you've heard of us, and so whatever you can manage that gets it in front of you, that's great. Um, you know, Ian is the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe Nathan doesn't have the exact same ring to it. I like Joe Ian. Nathan. I like <laughs> give you Ian. Uh, yeah. So uh, when I started, I was definitely a Balvini guy. Balvini. I would say Balvini. That's what you say. Um, that's how I think I said it originally, but then I heard people saying Balvenie. Yeah, and I do uh, a different emphasis. So when you talk to um, <laughs> David Stewart, he says Balvenie. Balvenie. Yeah, and you know, being fifty-five years with the company, you're just yeah. like, okay, I'll go with Balvenie. Balvenie. Yeah. Okay. Balvenie. But okay. if you think about it, that seems like it has the right accent, in addition to the the uh, the uh, emphasis being on that particular syllable. Yes. Yeah. yeah Balvenie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. So. So now we know, and cleared I, up. I've I've been wanting to know this for a very long time, and I didn't think to ask the last time we had you on the show. So, uh, so this this works out really. Yeah, great, I always so. put the emphasis on the first syllable. Yes, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Thank you, Ian, for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, show number fifty. We have actually made it through. Now, in fairness, there's only forty nine shows out there because there is the one missing mystery episode the mystery episode but trust me we've done fit well as of today we'll have done 50 so uh so it's pretty cool the mystery episode was uh when we were getting into legal trouble because of the show's original name mm. and i um it's a bitter episode it's a bitter episode <laughs> and and a person smarter than than me said you know maybe we don't put that one out there <laughs> it was 
I was bitter and we were drinking. Let's just yeah. leave it there. <laughs> yeah, you had to have one in fifty is not bad though. That, yeah, that, you, you're right. One in fifty is is not too bad. So, hey, we want to thank our uh, special guest last week, uh, Jeremiah Butler from B and B Butchers and Restaurant. And B and B Butchers and Restaurant is the sponsor of our show, and we are thrilled that those guys have come on board. They're at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston. They're about to open in uh, Fort Worth. And uh, then they'll trip. be opening. Yes, road trip is is in order. And then they'll be opening in the um, downtown Houston area. They'll be opening a new restaurant, but it's something completely different. Not a not a B and B's, but from the same uh, group of guys. So, and they're they're such awesome guys. And we did the show there last week, uh, Jonathan. And um, then after the show, Ian and his wife and I, you know, sat down, had a, a drink, and ordered a little bit of food. And I ordered, of course, just a plate of. The bacon, the bacon. <laughs> that, oh that blue god. cheese bacon is so Oh my so god! Good. I just, I, I know I keep talking about it, but it's like, I, I thought about it all week. It's kind of like you know when you're like, like if if you like when you're single and you're dating, but you go out with a girl who's like way cooler than any of the other ones you've ever gone out with, and you keep thinking about it all week. That's the way I was with the bacon. Yeah. Well, you know what's better than bacon? Bacon that's a quarter inch thick. And then smothered in blue cheese. Yes, in blue cheese and syrup. And syrup. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that address again, 1814 Washington <laughs> Ave uh, in in Houston. And I can only expect that will be on the menu in Fort Worth. So so if you're in the Texas area, you got a chance to uh, check out B&B Butchers. If you're not in the Texas area, well, maybe we'll be coming closer to you because uh, we are proud to, uh, to tell you that uh, Smoking and Toasting is going to be going on the road later this year. We are going... To take our cheesy sound effects box with us when we go on the road to Las Vegas. Yes, hey. uh, we are going to be participating in, and when I say participate, I mean we're going to buy tickets and like go around and grab cigars and talk to people. We're going to the Big Smoke, I'm the so Vegas one. That. Yeah, so it's very good. Our plan, and we'll you know we got some time before this happens, so we'll keep you guys posted but our plan is to do a couple of shows live out there and uh, hopefully be able to line up some really cool you know cigar related guests and 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 just really have an amazing time i'm feeling a bit like a lush because that's going to make two vegas trips in one year for yeah me. well i'm, I'm <laughs> sure. ruins your timeline I'm <laughs> sure. the before and after You're vegas right. <laughs> uh for the folks that maybe focus more on the spirit side or beer mm-hmm. side of things mm-hmm. can you contextualize what big smoke is for you well it's it's the as as far as i know it's the biggest um open to the public uh cigar event uh in anywhere um and it happens each year cigar aficionado magazine puts it on they generally do two or three a year sometimes new york sometimes miami sometimes on the west coast but always in vegas and the vegas one <laughs> I love when stuff falls. Uh, the Vegas one is uh, uh, is the biggest one each year, and it's the only one that spreads across multiple days. Oh, and cool. so for people who buy tickets, there's several different levels of tickets. There's going to be different cigar seminars with different people talking about the industry or talking about comparing – Kind of like what you would do with like a tasting, maybe at, sure. at a, a, a beverage event, and then uh, then of course there's the big um, event in the evening where you go walking around the big room and all the cigar companies have got their table set up and they're uh, giving you cigars in exchange for your like ticket stubs. And what's really interesting is that often they will have stuff that's unique to that, like mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. special for the big smoke that you might not necessarily be able to 
just walk into a store and get. So it's pretty cool. That's pretty great. Exciting. I'm, I'm going to cool. bring a, a swag backpack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You do get all kinds of great swag. And, right. of course, they're walking around with, in fact, that was when it was at a big smoke in um, New Jersey, I think, uh, that I went to, where I first tasted real, like, top-shelf premium rum. It was a Ron Zascapa uh, rum that they were serving. I was like, oh my God, Like this is cool. I've been drinking rum. Uh, it's fantastic. So so looking forward to it and we'll obviously have more details and, and we'll let you know where we're going to be if you're in the Vegas area or if you're maybe even going to the Big Smoke and you want to come by and uh, visit us. Ian, did you uh, have an opportunity to smoke anything interesting this week? I had a week? great opportunity today. I woke up, I did nothing this morning of any real note and I thought to myself, <laughs> I'm going to go have a nice lunch, and then I'm going to swing by Casa de Monte Cristo, formerly known as Serious Cigars, yes. and have a cigar before I get here, which oh, is nice. why I showed up smelling like a big cigar. I love that. <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's a, it's it was fantastic. I got chatting with the guys over there. They were a lot of fun, uh, and they even said, hey, maybe we could uh, do a show here at some point in time. So, Ken, I'm talking to you when you listen to this. Uh, well, I'm taking you up on that. Twist our arm. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked in there and I thought to myself, well, I'm in Casa de Monte Cristo, so I should have a Monte Cristo br- uh, blend. Oh, okay, cool. So I picked up an A.J. Fernandez uh, Monte. Oh, the Monte. Yes, I've been reading about this cigar. I yes. haven't had it. I had the little short one. Uh, it was uh, it was 4 by 52 I think, because mm-hmm. you know, I only had so much time. But, man, it was great. Big yeah. pepper on the light Lots up. of flavor, right? Lots of flavor. Full-flavored cigar. It was, uh, it was really nice. I smoked it. Until, actually, I got to the parking lot here. When I left there, I still had some of that cigar <laughs> and smoked it in my car with the sunroof open. You, sometimes you do If you're someplace and you got some left and it's time to go, you're like, Yeah, not giving yeah, it up. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stopping. Yeah, yeah beautiful cigar. Uh, uh, Detail-wise, it had a lot of... Uh, a lot of Wood, a lot of oak kind of flavors and uh, things like that. A lot of leather. The wrapper was beautiful. A Scuro uh, wrapper. I mean, it was a great cigar. Well, Enjoyed every minute of it. I'm going to cheat a little bit on mine uh, this week because it actually was not from this last week, uh, but was from the week before. And I had been on vacation, got back just in time to do the show last week at uh, B&B Butchers, and then we were smoking cigars there that yep. we were talking about. So I didn't get a chance to talk about something that I really wanted to, which was the cigar of my dreams on vacation. Ooh. Uh, it I went into Harbor Cigars in Destin, Florida. Great little shop, by the way. Love the people there. It was awesome. Uh, made like this emotional connection with the guy there when I talked about the fact that I like Casada cigars. He's like, oh. And so then he's like taking me back to a deeper part of the humidor and pulling boxes out and showing me. Uh, anyway, I purchased three of the Casada Oktoberfest 2013. Oh, wow. I haven't had those. So, yeah. So these are the older ones. Before they went to the special blue uh, uh, label, it was just like the regular sort of Casada label around it. But uh, but this uh, particular cigar was the uh, Oktoberfest Bavarian. So I bought three of them and added it to my you know bunch of cigars that I took for the trip. Um, it's a uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro wrapper, all Dominican binders and fillers. And it's one of the best Dominican cigars I've ever smoked. I mean, you so much flavor and spice for a Dominican. I couldn't believe it. The pre-light uh, was complex and sweet. It was toasty from the very beginning. First light, uh, cocoa, wood, leather, and then the spice kicks in almost immediately. And it's a kind of spice. like It's like when you eat something really delicious and just the flavor of it makes you go, i got to have another bite, like the bacon, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, and then... Um, 
I just have to say, something about these Oktoberfest blends just really They're work fantastic. for me. They just really, uh, whether I have them with a beer or not, all three of these cigars were great. All three went down during vacation. <laughs> <laughs> and thinking about it makes me want to go back to the beach. About a $9 cigar, price to quality, eight and a half, maybe even a nine. I'd put Ooh, this cigar big. up against an open ec, Obus X or a Padron Anniversario any day at half the price or less. Wow. So there you go. All right. We got a lot to do. It's our 50th show, and uh, uh, we got Jonathan Wingo here. We're going to drink some celebratory whiskey coming up. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, our Big 50. Congratulations to us. And we are celebrating with, wait, pronounce it for me again? Balvenie. 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 See, by the end of the show, that's going to just come naturally. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and then, of course, it'll be the end of the show. But uh, we're celebrating with Balvenie. Uh, Jonathan Wingo from Balvenie is here. My name is Cruz. Uh, Ian, my uh, partner, uh, is here. And we've actually done, as of this one, 50 shows. That's crazy. Un- unbelievable. So it's perfect, I think, to celebrate with uh, with Balvenie. And you said you were bringing celebratory whiskey. Yes. Uh, Jonathan. So talk to us a little bit about what we're going to be tasting here. Sure. I'm a sucker for a little on-the-nose um, overlap. So this whiskey is actually a celebrata- celebration. Mm-hmm. Celebration. <clears throat> Today, it's a celebration <laughs> of another 50. Uh, it was David Stewart's 50th year with a company. Oh, no kidding. So I thought it would be a nice Same overlap. Same day. Same, yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, I love that. So this, uh, I'm going to... For those of you who can see it, uh, this is the 17-year-old Doublewood. Um, this is homage to his masterpiece, the 12-year-old Doublewood. Mm-hmm. Um, this is basically 17 years in American oak, not unlike um, a lot of our f- uh, favorite barrel-aged beers are using a lot of American oak. But at the very end of those 17 years, it gets dipped in this wonderful, lovely bath that is, well, itself, inside a tub of sherry cask. Okay. So when we're nosing so that's this. That's the way the other wood works. In yes, this case. that's yes. the double of the yes, wood. Yes, When we nose this, we're getting a lot. I think the sherry does come out um, just a little bit on the nose, but when we taste it, the, the, the palate is all about the American oak with that depth of the yes, sherry. Yes, yes. So, so uh, it well, smells well done. so good. Uh, like, just when you poured this into the glass, the aroma in the room changed in a very positive way. And I'm thinking. You know, the hell with all that, like, incense and, like, room freshener spray. The idea should be just open some of this and pour it in a glass and put it in your house. I, you know, I could just dip my fingers in this and wear it like <laughs> Police officers love that. <laughs> <laughs> Always a big hit when you... Uh, Have you been drinking? Food. No, I wear this. <laughs> it's got a little spray bottle. This is amazing. Mm. It's so smooth wow. and so delicious. The, uh, the heat, and there's very little of it in the first place, but the mm-hmm. heat on this is such a nice, warming feeling. The heat is almost a honey heat, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's that yeah. kind of viscosity. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a lot of the tannins are coming from the, that sherry oak cask, which is interesting. Is that as it sits and develops, and not unlike the the length of a cigar, how it'll change mm-hmm. as it heats mm-hmm. up and warms. So this is being exposed to the air. 
our lovely saliva. It's working on this. So as we continue to taste it, those tannins will sit down and it'll get a lot more oily uh, and change over the course of us hanging out and celebrating. Jonathan, how hard is it to find this particular uh, whiskey? Uh, my hope is it's not very hard at all. Uh, okay. Any any well stocked shop any should shop should carry it. it. Um, okay. it's it's very it's a similar um, format mm-hmm. as all of our other bottles and labels, but it's got this deep like burgundy mm-hmm. um, kind of standoutish pop. Um, yeah, it's it's just I mean, it almost goes without saying how good it is. But uh, I just love the complexity of the wood and the you know the whole. Mm-hmm. All the flavors uh, coming together. Ian, you haven't said much about this. It's, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm, I'm basking in the moment of it. Um, there's so much like vanilla and a little bit of a like a, almost a banana, and then the sherry finish. And there's there's all these things going on. It tastes like something that you would have to celebrate, like a special moment, right? Yes. Uh, yes. It definitely it definitely tastes like a special. This is it's uh, delicious and smooth and incredibly complex. What like is, just how many things are going on in here? What does a bottle awesome. like this retail for? Uh, approximately, about, yeah, we're in Texas, so one forty to one sixty. Okay. okay, so it's uh, so it's definitely. I mean, it's not like stupid, but it's not cheap. It's either. aspirational. Yeah. We'll yes. it. Oh, that's a good word. Yeah, aspirational. It's aspirational. Good, good job. job. Don't make it rough, guys. You get a phone call. You get oh, a phone call on line uh, seventy-five. On line seventy-five. Good. Wow. They uh, that's the really one that's blinking up here. Uh, hi, it's smoking and toasting. Who's this? Hey, this is Chris. Chris, our buddy Chris yep. from the uh, Houston Whiskey Social. Chris, What's, how are you? Yes, absolutely. I'm good. I want uh, two large pizzas. Um, <laughs> and chip oh, oh, wait, is that a different? I'm sorry. I thought I was ordering food. Congratulations, guys. Oh, uh, you mean on show 50? Yeah, I called. I figured I'd give you guys a shout-out. You guys are doing uh, incredible things for Houston, and I'm very, very happy that you guys have hit this little milestone. Well, this is uh, this is very cool, and it's awesome to hear from you. And I was actually just telling uh, Jonathan uh, Wingo uh, the story, not only of how good of a time we had at the Houston Whiskey Social, but how the best whiskey event I've ever been to was the one at my house where you and Yuante and Ian came over, and everybody brought whiskey, and it was like ridiculous. That was that's that's been my my favorite whiskey event ever so far. So it's 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 honestly it's it's part of what you know. This is what it's all about is coming together with good friends. I mean, I know you guys are in studio, but sitting around a table with a, a glass of something delicious is is what it's all about. So well, I'm I, I fully support it. Absolutely. Well, you guys have done such great work and sort of like I, I I think of you as these sort of like ambassadors of whiskey goodwill. Like you just seem like you bring everybody together in uh you know, particularly in, you know, cuz we're based in Houston in the Houston sort of beverage scene, but also just I don't know, just like I know there's stuff I never would have tried if it hadn't been for you He's guys. He's like you Johnny know? Whiskey Seed. Johnny Whiskey Seed, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole point of the whole point of the whole thing. And you're right, actually Houston is is exploding with whiskey. I mean, um, but it all started, and not to you know, not to blow smoke on uh, of Jonathan Wingo, but it all started with us visiting some of these events that he was that he was at, that he was there. I've got pictures of him that I don't think he knows I have. Oh no! Uh, so no, 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 no. We call no. those the blackmail <laughs> pictures. Yes, I, I, no, no. I, I, I meant photos at events, like just you know, back before he, back before who he knew who I was. We all knew who he was. So it's it's one of those things where you just you you go to these events and you get blown away by it and all of a sudden you find yourself buying more than you can drink you just you know it's the whole thing has become a huge passion for houston and uh, it started with with events like 
the Balvenie Rarecraft event where um, a couple years ago it was just, I mean, and it actually did it again last year. It, it was tremendous amounts of fun, and it all starts with just one good event, and it goes from there. What I love about you guys is how you really, you don't just promote your own events. You promote other people's events as hard as you promote your own event. I just think that's so cool, you know? Well, that I, I was going to well, say, Chris, do you remember, I, th- I want to say it was maybe federal um, a couple months ago, we had, we had finished up a day, and I had just come in for a, a quick dram, and you guys were there. I think you were doing a t- tasting with Jefferson's. Um, I, I don't know yeah. if you were attending or, yeah. or hosting, but I remember just sitting there, and you coming around the corner, you're like, oh, man, you got to taste this. you got to taste this. So like that goodwill aspect of just <laughs> put this in his face. Like he likes right. whiskey. Put this in your mouth. And just I love that, that- aspect. I love the sharing aspect. That was actually, uh, that was not our event, but we... Um, but see, that's what's so the, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know? That, well, the, we, we just want, in my opinion, I, like I've said this a thousand times, I think Houston doesn't get enough credit compared to some of the cooler cities like Austin and Dallas. And um, I think, I think in fact, Wingo's from Dallas. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's I, I just want to, to create as much as we can of just coming together and drinking. And, and he's absolutely right. We were at the Jefferson's event. Uh, at, it was something that was being hosted by, I think, the brand ambassador for Jefferson's, and it we just promoted it and, and sent out the email to our group followers, and uh, we filled it up, and it just so happened that there were other whiskey people there that night, and uh, it, it's what it's all about is just coming together and drinking something great. Well, it's I just love the spirit of cooperation and camaraderie, and you know we talked about this just a little bit on the show, uh, but we'll be talking a lot more about it. Is that you and uh, Yuante are going to be very involved with us as we uh, put together our first smoking and toasting event, which will be the whiskey sniff. So, um, really psyched You're about this. You're absolutely right. So there are a ton of cigar smokers here in Houston. I know that they're going to be very much interested in it. Yeah. So you've got our support for sure. Well, it's awesome. Thank you for the call, man. That's so cool. Absolutely. Uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing, and, and we look forward to seeing you soon. We'll do. By the way, is there anything coming up that you want to uh, that you want to push? Yeah, absolutely. So in September, uh, Whiskies of the World is coming to Houston. Okay. Uh, that is actually one of the events. I think that was probably the first event I met Wingo at. And if, I don't know if you're going to be here, Wingo, but I know I'm sure Balvini will be there. Oh, I'm sorry, Balvini. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And it's, uh, I believe it's the middle of September, the 14th, 15th, something like that. That sounds and, right. Uh, yeah. 200 plus whiskeys in Houston, and, and it's one of the more well-known events, definitely, uh, where we, we got our, our training wheels at, was at those events. So I definitely, tickets are on sale now, and in fact, if you use, uh, I believe, the discount code, and I can look it up and send it to you guys again, I believe it's uh, HBS, um, HBS 17. And that'll get you in a, a discount off the ticket price currently. And they're on early bird ticket sales now. So our discount on top of the fact that they're already early bird tickets, I think it's like 50 bucks off. So that's incredible. Wow. Nice. Nice. Well, well, that's great. And by the way, we'll try to uh, share all that information. If you want to uh, post that, Chris, we'll uh, share it on our Facebook page for Smoking and Toasting as well. So For sure, guys. I'll see you all there. Congratulations, right. guys. Looking forward to it. And thank you so much. We, uh, we appreciate having guys like you out there, man. All right, you guys have a good one. All right, all right. thanks again. It's uh, smoking and toasting. We are uh, this, this that was, dude is awesome. That was Let me so just say, good, and he has great taste in whiskey too. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the stuff that he brought over when he came over to oh, the house amazing. that night was like, 
Wow. Uh, we I'll, were, I'll post that picture that I took of the table that evening. Oh, that was that was really something. <laughs> I'll, I'll put that up. It was up. really something. At one point, we were sitting out uh, on my uh, uh, balcony having cigars, drinking whiskey, and I thought, it just really can't get much better than this, you know? It, it, was, be it, was, it was a beautiful moment. Although, <laughs> it might have been improved had we had uh, a little bit of this... Uh, of this whiskey because this is amazing we'll talk more about this plus a beer tasting coming up in the next segment and uh funk works brooklyn and 21st amendment are teaming up craft beer stuff happening next Back to smoking and toasting. It is so nice to have you guys listening to our fiftieth show, our fiftieth anniversary. But that means we've done forty nine shows up to today, and this is number fifty. So we're actually pretty darn proud of ourselves, and for, with good reason because when we celebrate, we get to drink uh, whiskey like this. Does, uh, double does that wood. make it our silver jubilee episode? I don't know. I'm just going to call it the Doublewood Seventeen episode. How about that? Does that work for you? Uh, <laughs> the Doublewood episode. <laughs> hey, you know we have uh, really enjoyed on the show uh, a couple of different uh, beers before. Uh, from Funk Works. They're based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And uh, we've also had uh, some Brooklyn uh, brewery uh, beers on the show before. Well, Funk Works and Brooklyn Brewery out of New York and 21st Amendment Brewery out of San Francisco have just announced that they are teaming up. They're doing a new sales and distribution partnership among the three breweries. It'll all start at the beginning of next year. What happened is Brooklyn Brewery purchased a minority state a stake in both of the other uh, breweries as a part of the deal and this is going to allow them uh, basically what they're saying is this allows them to fight a little harder in the world you know one of the biggest and we always talk about the craft versus the big guys uh, um, you know beer wars and you know there's really good reasons on both sides and all of that but one of the things that the independent guys will tell you is that the big guys have a lot more muscle when it comes to shelf space and and you know their ability to uh, to take up a bunch of that, which mm-hmm. makes it harder for the little guys to get in. So this will allow them to fight a little harder. So that's uh, I think it's a pretty cool thing. The independent uh, craft guys, you know, all getting together and and fighting fighting uh, on their own. So uh, so anyway, uh, there, you can find out more about this on the internet. In fact, we'll link to uh, we'll link to the story as well and and say. Uh, you know, we. I, I want to try to do more of that. By the way, actually linking to the stories, of the <laughs> stuff we talk about, it just means I have to do a little work. And sometimes after the show, I'll be really honest with you. I just want to go smoke a cigar. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm okay, down hey, with it. Uh, again, I'm going to interrupt again. You got, you got a call now on, on line eleven hundred and fifty. Oh, eleven hundred and fifty. Wow, I can't believe we have that many. Lines. All those blinking lights. <laughs> uh, hello, it's smoking and toasting. Who's this? Hey, this is Alan. How are you guys doing? Oh, my God. It's Alan from Man Cave Cigars. Alan Denny, awesome. how are you, man? <laughs> Yay. Oh, hey, man, I'm doing... I'm, applause boxing. Oh, I'm sorry. doing great. I just... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so so what's up, man? How have you been? Hey, I've been absolutely phenomenal. I just wanted to call and congratulate y'all on your 50th show today. Oh, that's so cool. And you know, my uh, my business partner, Pat Fant, brought us one of these big balloon bouquets, which I don't know if you're watching the Facebook live stream, but it's been up there. You can you can see it. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> but thank you, man. One of our favorite shows was the one we did at, at your place, man. I had such a good time there. That was such, there. A, such a fun show. Hey, you know, we had an absolutely wonderful time with y'all. I appreciate y'all coming out. Uh, you know, it was, it was great. And 
you know, I, I heard you make a comment that when you come you like to go smoke a good cigar. You guys know y'all are always welcome down there, and y'all are always welcome to use the members' lounge if y'all come in well, as well. thank you. That's very cool. And I have to say, by the way, that uh, another, like, big incentive for me to come back is that one of the cigars that I bought out of your humidor, I think I can only get there. I bought and I smoked the Thin Blue Line 911. Absolutely. That is dude. That's that is a, our store blend. That's a great it is cigar. A wonderful, wonderful one. It's a great cigar. And so, yeah, I was like, okay, I need more of these in the humidor, and I need them soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's great. So you, you guys are still doing this Friday evening uh, whiskey event. This happens every Friday, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It's a, You know, it's, it's become a tradition. We've been doing it for close to two years. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff you'll see is stuff you'll never see anywhere else, or it, it's gone and you'll never see it again. Um, just just so you all know, we're doing something a little different, not tomorrow, but next Friday. Uh, Craft Beer Christy is Ooh. going to be invading the man cave, nice. and she is bringing a ton of craft beers, and we're going to be doing a craft beer night that night instead. I think there's not enough uh, craft beer and cigar pairing uh, going on. I mean, people who really know what they're doing, showing you how it's really done because I think it's I think it's a little easier to go wrong with craft beer and cigars than it is with, say, uh, uh, scotch or whiskey. You know, uh, usually most stuff matches up fairly well and then you find the stuff that's really great. Would you agree, Jonathan? Yeah, I think that there's we almost have the inverse problem that we see. I think a lot of restaurants may struggle with mm-hmm. whiskey pairing for food uh, because of ABV levels mm-hmm. and just the, the sensation on your mouth, whereas I think at cigars, they meet a lot more at a parallel line. Mm-hmm. So when you have that lower ABV or a different flavor of, of a craft beer and such a wide variety of flavors, um, it, it's going to interact a little differently and may not stand up to or may not complement um, a, a bolder flavor. I also think that sometimes the bitterness of the hops in, oh, in the yeah. beer works against the cigar instead of working with it really well. But uh, so that's a great. So that uh, what date is that? Is that coming up, uh, Alan? Yeah, it's going to be August fourth. August fourth from okay. tomorrow. All right, very yes. good. Well, uh, th- we're going to we're going to get that one on the calendar. And I got like I said, I got to come back down there and get some more nine one ones anyway. So. Uh, that's, Absolutely. Love to have you all back down anytime. Well, you uh, are a gentleman with uh, with an extraordinary humidor and a great place, and we had such a good time there, and uh, and we will be back soon, I promise. Awesome. Sounds great. It's Not great to mention that beautiful show. lounge. Oh, it was wonderful. Yes. Oh, Alan, give, uh, give your address real quick for people who uh, may not have heard oh. that show. Absolutely. It's the Man Cave Cigar Lounge, 2800 Marina Bay Drive, Suite M, Leak City, Texas, seven seven five seven three. And just look for the big sign that says Cigar Lounge, so you'll find it. Cigar Lounge, that's the one. Awesome. Alan, thanks, man, and yeah, you have a wonderful, thanks for the congratulations, you have a wonderful week. Hey, absolutely, you two guys, and see y'all soon. All right. That dude is the best. Man. He's so fun. I love him. And so, and we did have such a good time down Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, love. while you guys were talking, I opened up a beer that my nephew brought down when he came to visit. Um ah. This is uh, eight point IPA from Devil's Backbone Brewing oh, Company. Now, I love Devil's Backbone, but I have never had or even seen. I think this bottle. I've never had. Uh, well, are you saying Devil's Backbone Brewing or Devil's yes. Backbone the beer? No, Devil's Backbone Brewing. Okay, see, I've never experienced Devil's yeah. Backbone Brewing. So yeah, I've had a. Um, I want to say, uh, uh, is it a porter or a stout of theirs that was just exceptional? 
Okay. But, where, uh, but, where I'm, from? but I've not had the, uh, the IPA. I'm looking that up right now. You caught me, <laughs> caught me only, out on that. If only it we probably had says some sort of portable handheld device <laughs> where we could look up uh, uh, these type of things. So. Uh, Lexington, Virginia. There you I go. was going to say. I think both uh, of the East both Coast, of the beers yeah. I brought today were from his batch, and they're both from Virginia, and they're mm. both just so you know IPAs. This is so unusual for you to be bringing this. The IPA well, love. last week was all about me, so I figured this week I'd bring some beers that were more <laughs> about you. Although this is the latest one at six point two percent. So it's still got. The I, I still got to be me. It's still got that Ian stamp oh, on it. I got to be well, me. I love this on the nose. This is really, you know, I'm picking up the sort of refreshing citrusy yeah. IPA qualities that I'm a fan of. It's got a very floral hoppy kind of mm-hmm. smell to it, mm-hmm. it that that's not overpowering. Yeah. Like almost West Coasty though, right? Yes, not a, that a little that, bit. Yeah, I will tell you, Ian, on just first sip, I love this. this that's is, pretty delicious. This is the kind of IPA that I really like. So it's, it's interesting as Ooh. you know, so many companies have come out with their more sessionable uh, and and fruitier uh, IPAs, which generally I like, but now I find because there's been so much of that that I'm drifting towards the center a little oh, yeah, bit yeah. When, it, when it comes to, uh, to IPAs. And this has got just a little more, which I really like. It's probably the ABV that I'm that I'm digging <laughs> You're on probably here. enjoying but, that. But but no, it's really good. It's, it's it, really I, good. I like this. This is uh this has got a really nice hop uh, profile say to the, it. Say the name of it again. Uh, eight Point IPA eight point. India Pale Ale from Devil's Backbone Brewing Company. And of course, the Eight Point. There's a uh, uh, an antler reference there. In yes, the, yes, in the he's got the it, so, yeah. the stag on the front of that. Mm-hmm. So kind of a uh, really this this looks like this was drawn by hunters. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say another craft versus high end comparison. There's a phone number on here to there call the brewery. To call the brewery. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty awesome. That's great. It's the brewmaster's cell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like this? Call me. I'll tell you what I put in it. <laughs> uh, that, you know, that's uh, that. That is one of those things that it makes you love and appreciate the little guys. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, it's hard. It's hard to root for the big guys, but man, some of the beers those guys make, I, I, I can't, it's hard for me to fault them for selling their business and making money. I mean, yeah. it's, if you live in America, that's the American dream, you know, is to build something and, 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 you know, get totally rewarded for it. And I just, I just love the fact that that's happening in the beer industry. That said, it's hard not to root for the little independent guys across the street. It's kind of like, you know, you can root for the New York Yankees. Or you can pick, you know, one of the other teams that are not quite so wealthy and root against the big guys, you know? The Sugarland Skeeters. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think that's actually a really great analogy because what if you grow up loving the Yankees? Right. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean they're bad. I can't believe as a Red Sox fan I'm actually saying that. But uh but, <laughs> but no, it doesn't mean that they're bad just because they've chosen to really invest well in their team. Yeah. You know? They could be evil, but they're my evil. Right. Exactly. I, I, I say this as a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> right. Okay, so you know so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like yeah. if you know if the Cowboys win, everybody hates them. And yeah. if they lose, everybody cheers except for the cowboys fans who are like the most devoted fans in the world so uh yeah it's it's really an interesting uh it's really an interesting analogy but again the cowboys may field a really great team these uh big breweries and the craft uh, breweries that they buy may make some really great beer i don't want to have to feel like i can't enjoy the stone ipa just as much as i did before just because they had a big company come in and pump money into them now they didn't get as, bought by ab but you know they did take on a, a huge investment as long as know. the integrity of the beer is there that's what 
that's what matters to me on that. And and you know, hopefully, and I know I'm I'm the can't we all just get along guy, but hopefully the big guys won't play dirty. In other words, hopefully they're not starving out hops and stuff from you know the the smaller guys. I realize maybe I'm a little naive to say that. Well, this is a conversation we're going to continue to have. <laughs> we're also going to continue to talk beer and uh, do another beer. And it's our 50th show. And, oh, the top five cigar smoking scenes of all time in the movies. We'll talk that next when we come back at Smoking and Dustin'. Smoking and Toasting. It's show number 50. My name is Cruz. My co-host is Ian Barry. This is the show that's all about uh, craft beer, fine distilled spirits, and great pin-rolled cigars. We are so glad to have you listening. If you've listened to even one of our 50 episodes, we're 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 totally stoked. Our uh, guest in the studio celebrating the Big 50 is uh, Jonathan Wingo from Belvani. And uh, Jonathan, you made a comment about the IPA that we tasted in the last uh, segment um, uh, in between uh, in between the, the break. And I, I wanted to see if I could get you to repeat that because I thought it really summed this one up. Yeah, it's uh, it's all the nose. The bouquet was all West Coast IPA, but the... Um Actually, the the palate and the finish was all East Coast. It was all East Coast, yeah. yeah. So this is the eight point IPA. Really interesting how they're able to come. I don't know if I've ever had an IPA that successfully kind of captured both of those. Things. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's impressive to have bouquet and that kind of really delicious. I can't stop myself from saying this, but it's very crafty. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't stop yourself from saying that. You know? <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, now for something completely different. Okay. Okay. I just want to put this one right up front. I uh, I was in a shop in Austin this weekend, and my wife saw this and had to buy it. It's Rhapsody Draft Mead. It's This is mead in a can. Mead in a can. Now, I know your wife is a fan of she the mead. She loves mead. Yes, yes. Right. Not, so. not crappy... No, Way not, too sweet mead. Yeah, no, no, she I know what you're doing. Like really good mead, yeah. And uh, so we went ahead and bought a four-pack of it, and this is delicious. Okay, like, so I, I haven't even away. poured this yet. I'm going to give it away. This stuff's delicious, okay. and right. it's very interesting. And it's mead in a can. Mead in it? I don't know if I've ever realized there was mead in a can. I never, I've never I've seen it I've only seen it in, in the life. Magnum bottles, you know? Never uh, seen it. Yeah, it was, it was very surprising. Where is this on a shelf? Like um, when you're shopping It was kind of, it was in the mead section. Which was which was a very small uh, section. <laughs> yeah, uh, excuse me, sir. Could you point me towards the mead section? <laughs> uh, thanks for that. Oddly uh, enough, there are some stores that have a mead section now. Well, I guess that's probably true. I know. Uh, the like, specs, if you go on D and Q, he has yeah. a whole a whole and I know the rack spec, of, uh, that's just mead. So the specs uh, downtown Smith Street that's close to my house that I love to go in as often as possible. Uh, they they have a section actually close to where the ciders are, basically. So yeah. Right, uh, and it's a it's a kind of a section of the shelf there. Pretty pretty well stocked too. So this is draft mead from Honey and Blackberries. Now this draft is an Austin mead. meadery, yeah, um, and it's a semi sweet uh, mead, which I like the drier semi sweet meads a lot of times when I try them. The ones that are sweet, just too much for me. It's too this is, yeah. I agree that one of the things that kind of turned me off to mead actually was being you know at a couple of uh, events where. That's what was being poured, and it was just so sweet. Yeah, way you know? too sweet. But too this, sweet. there is some sweetness here, yep. to be sure, but it's got that dry finish that really kind of makes it 
Yes. Makes it makes you want that flavor more again. You and know? you know, it strikes me because this is blackberry and honey, uh, and it strikes me it almost has a as weird as it sounds, almost has a little pomegranate kind of flavor to it mm-hmm. too as well. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that nose has that. Yeah, and it's it's really pretty nice. It's light. It's refreshing. It's not real sticky sweet. Right. So it doesn't stick on you know, like stick it. on the palate. It's I pretty like fun. It. So has your wife tried this yet? Yes. And yes. She, she tried. She, I had to. I had to wrestle one can from her to, <laughs> to be able bring to bring it to the, it to the show. <laughs> and it's six point five percent, so it's not a real big. Uh, but you know, still in keeping with your profile for today. Mead, yes. Yeah. Well, of course. Go. Yes. 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 <laughs> as meads go. <laughs> hey, well, guys. Uh, hate to interrupt again. We got a got a phone call again on, on line eleven seventy five. Eleven seventy five. Sorry, it's, it's eleven five seventy. Eleven five seventy. Good. Uh, not to be confused with you know uh, nothing staged about this. Uh, hi, it's uh, it's smoking and toasting. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Raphael from Presidential Cigar. Raphael, hey, Raphael. what's going on, buddy? Oh, nothing much, man. Oh. Just wanted to call in and uh, wish you guys a, a happy 50th show, man. That is so awesome. Officially. That is so <laughs> awesome. You know, uh, Raphael, I have to say this. Um, to anyone who's going to your fine establishment, and it is an awesome place to go and smoke a cigar. Your cigar lounge is just absolutely wonderful. But I want to tell people to be really careful when they get to the intersection right before your place. Because <laughs> I was on my way out to visit you, man, at one of your uh, events. I think you had the Oliva uh, rep was out there, and uh, it was at oh, yeah. that intersection. Some nut ran into the my car, and so I never made it. So I'm just saying, be careful at that intersection. It's all good. Hopefully, I used up all the accident karma, and everybody else will be okay. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, we we definitely appreciate everything you guys are doing with us, and uh, looking forward to. You know, work with you guys and have you guys coming back. That's great. How are things going? I know you, uh, you know, you were just getting into the swing of uh, of being a cigar store operator uh, when we were out and did the live show. There, are things coming along okay? Oh yeah, everything is going awesome, man. I mean, we're we've actually just hit over fifty members ourselves. Awesome. Uh, I guess today's a lucky fifty number. I guess <laughs> congratulations. It keeps coming back up, and plus, I also isn't today like. Like National Whiskey Day or, or National Scotch Day, National, National Scotch, Scotch Day, Day, even better. All right, cool. So, so yeah, exactly. this this is a perfect day to celebrate fifty. I think I like there you it. Go. I like <laughs> it. Well, I uh, so Raphael, anything uh, going on out there you want to mention while we've got you on the phone? Oh yeah, I mean we um, actually we I, I'm leaving a movie set, so uh, Presidential Cigar is actually going to be in a new hit series called Dreamsville Series. An actual so, television uh, series. What is it shooting? What in in like the spring area? Is that what's is that what's happening? So it's going to actually be shot all around Houston. We were actually just in the Memorial area where we we're shooting uh, one of the scenes. They're going to be using um, our cigar lounge, and it's like a cartel type of crime series. And so, cartel boss is going to be using our lounge, and then um, they're using our cigars throughout the film as well. Raphael, you hang with all the cool people. I just want to. I just all I want to do is come out and just be around you because you you always man. This guy is so wired. He knows councilmen. He knows like all kinds. He knows everybody. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you do it except that you're a gracious host and you have a great place that people love to come and 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 smoke and drink and it's an awesome thing. So I really appreciate that, man. Really appreciate that. So tell me the name of the series again, and are, are we looking forward? I mean, how long do you think before it? To, gonna... I'm sorry, say again. I cut you off, Raphael. 
Oh, yeah, no problem. I'm sorry, it was breaking up a little bit. But, yeah, it's called uh, Dreamsville. 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 Okay, yep. I'm going to write that down. We will be, we'll be looking be for that. It should be coming out, I think it's airing in October. So it'll be on uh, a few different uh, networks, Netflix, I think, um, and uh, a few other uh, networks as well. So, cool. yeah, Dreamsville. we'll definitely be releasing all the information. Um, so far, from this is my first time actually being on the set, a movie set before, and it was very, very um, entertaining and interesting. They had a lot of really good um, actors. Uh, from a lot of different shows that are major shows now, so it's pretty interesting. Well, and we just love to be a part of it. That's so cool. That's so cool. And I am. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to come and just hang out. I just want to like sit in a chair in the corner and watch you work because you were the man. You were so connected. So I love it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Can, the can, only thing I will say, we would love to have you guys come out. I'm not sure if you guys know, but we're going to do our big cigar festival on September 4th. September 4th. September 4th at Presidential. Okay, good. I'm writing it down here. Well, Raphael, congratulations to you on hitting your 50. And uh, thanks thanks for uh, celebrating with us. We appreciate it, man. Not a problem, man. Well, congrats again. And uh, we're always here to for you guys to come visit. We appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Bye bye. So he's on the the set of the uh, uh, of this you know series, I guess that's that's going to be coming out and providing cigars and so, that that's, that's so awesome. cool. I, it, it is a perfect segue into uh, something I was going to talk about, which is from the a list that I found on the. Um, a website called tvovermind.com, a list of the five best, their opinion, five best cigar scenes in uh, movies. So uh, I'll, I'll give you their five. At number five, I don't know about what I would have maybe put this at number one, but at number five, Al Pacino as Tony Montana in the hot tub scene in Scarface. Yeah, that that is that is a quintessentially <laughs> wonderful scene, and like hard hard to think about putting anything above it. They have at number four, <clears throat> Raul Julia as Gomez Adams in the golfing from the balcony scene <laughs> in uh, the Adams Family. <laughs> of course, yeah. Which uh, it's been a long time since I saw that movie, but I do remember uh-huh. I do remember that scene. At number three, they have Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dutch. In the opening scene of Predator, the first Predator movie, which is the sort of badass cigar uh-huh. scene, you know, like okay, he's tough, he's got the cigar, it's uh, it's good. Uh, and number two, they have Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in the X Men movie. Uh, isn't that the one? I think from two thousand. Isn't that the one where he um, cuts his cigar with his uh, blade? I uh, think so. Right. Yeah, that I always thought that was a really cool move. <laughs> <laughs> if I had, if I had, you know. Adamantanium blades coming out of my uh, <laughs> hand. I would totally use that to uh, to cut my cigar. And what do you use that for? I use it to cut cigars. To cut cigar. <laughs> I could use these powers for good. They have I it. use it to cut cigars. Yeah. <laughs> at uh, at number one, they have Ron Perlman as Hellboy in the learning to light a cigar scene in Hellboy, <laughs> which you do have to give a lot of extra stars because. They get it right. I don't know if you remember the scene, but you know he, he, they light it with a wooden match, and then he talks about letting this stuff burn off. And the guy teaching him is Jeffrey Tambor, who like I, I will watch him in anything. He's, <laughs> right, he's absolutely awesome. So, so they have that as as number one. I made a few notes, uh, just some personal faves, uh, including television uh, for me because you know, hey, it's our show. Uh, Dirk Benedict and Katie Sackoff in both the original and the rebooted Battlestar Galactica. They played Starbuck mm-hmm. uh, in in each of those, uh, and both were cigar smokers. And so, 
any scene, any scene Katie Sackhoff is in in anything, I would watch. But it was also really cool to see her smoking a cigar. Uh, Clint Eastwood and the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Oh, Come yeah. on, that's yeah. that's that's quintessential, right? That's that's awesome. Uh, and then there's Michael Richards as Kramer. On Seinfeld, there were a number of episodes, but my personal favorite is the one where he sets his hair on fire when he's trying to light the cigar on the stove, right? That's brilliant. That's, that's awesome. Uh, and finally, James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano in any episode yes. of The Sopranos. Just uh, just absolutely fantastic. So uh, what did I miss? Uh, comment on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. Facebook.com slash Smoking and Toasting. It's our 50th show, and when we come back, uh, I think you had another uh, beer with an even higher ABV that we're going to yes. try. All right, smoking and toasting. On the beach in a Welcome back. It's smoking and toasting. Hey, it's our fiftieth show, and we're celebrating. How about that? Happy, we're fifty. Happy congratulations to us. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Wingo from uh, Balvini is here, our special in studio guest. He's brought celebratory whiskey. We have another beer to taste. But Jonathan, I want to ask you about this story that I found to see to get your take on this. Is this like a cool idea or a total like publicity stunt? Spirit Works Whiskey in Sebastopol, California is pumping music into whiskey barrels in an interesting experiment. Uh, some you know, distillers are busy adding yeast, but Lauren Patz, the distiller there, is busy adding sound to their whiskey. Uh, in, in fairness, they're calling it an experiment. They're not claiming that it changes the whiskey, but that's obviously what they're going for. What do you think? Is that like just really stupid, or is there, any, is there something to that? I mean, as much love as you can put into any cask, I think, is great. Um, there's been a, a lot of – on the nerdy, the nerdy side of me immediately starts to think there's been a lot of sonic um, play. So it's waves. It is pushing. Uh, it does encourage movement and dynamism and – all that stuff in and out of a cask. I know some other distillers have played with it um, just in terms of physically making the, the waves. Vibrations. Vibrations, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if that <laughs> helps if you didn't have like a good beer going into it or right, didn't right. do great distillation or, or don't have great casks, but if you have all that working for you. Or what if, what if the whiskey's really good and the, the casks are perfect and they just pick a really crappy song? <laughs> <laughs> just becomes incredibly morose. Great music, but very sad. They just keep just playing video kill whiskey. the radio star over and over again into this whiskey. Well, that would, that would be the thing. Like on, like on one, you could put like some classical masterpiece, right? And on the next one, you could do that what was her name? Rebecca Black. That Friday, Friday. <laughs> You'd have incredibly pretentious whiskey yeah. and whiskey that wants to die immediately coming out of the cast. I think that's absolutely awesome. Well, I don't know what music they're actually using, but that'll be an interesting thing to try and and find out because I think uh, it would be interesting. To me, to compare one music to right. another, as we're you'd have to have a control yeah. control, yeah, yes. absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. You have to have that, guys. We have another phone call online. Two. Oh wow! <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, yes. Hello, it is uh, smoking and toasting here on the show. Who is this? Hey, what are you boys up to today on the fiftieth show? Oh, it's, that sounds like Blair. Yeah, Blair from Austin <laughs> Eastsiders. How are you, brother? Hey. We're, I'm good, man. I'm good. I wanted to call, congratulate you guys. Um, 
unbelievable effort to get to 50 today. <laughs> I'm sure you're celebrating in fine style. Yes. <laughs> yeah, As it, you always do. Uh, well, you know, it's been 50 shows, and that means we have, you know, put ourselves on the line and actually had, you know, beers and uh, whiskeys and tequilas and all kinds of different <laughs> spirits and ciders. Like, we've done that every show. That's what. That's how dedicated we are to the craft. You're givers. Of that's making. Right. That's right. We're givers. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So, so how are things in Ciderland, man? Uh, you know, it's good. And, and, you know, obviously, again, thank you guys for opening your hearts and your minds to the world of craft cider, and in particular, Oxenay ciders, and giving me a shot. And, and, you know, I'll never forget the afternoon we met at Faust and the... Uh, and the afternoon we met on the show, and or we met on the show, and, and hashed it out, had a, had a good old time. <laughs> yes, you have a directly affected sales in Houston of that hop cider because I've bought it quite a few times yeah. since then. <laughs> They're right. Yeah, absolutely. They're right. And I will say, Blair, like I have now brought you guys up to so many people because it it becomes this conversation about you know about beer and and spirits and like, well, what else do you like? I'm like, well, have you tried cider? Oh, well, yeah, but I, oh, well, you haven't tried cider. <laughs> like it, it, it that's, and I'm and I'm sure you had that conversation all the time too. But uh, it's like your you guys stuff is is the real stuff, and it's uh, it's yes, uh, Ian and I have both been supporting you uh, uh, since our since our introduction to your product. I can tell you that. It's well, great, so. I know as a company we we appreciate it, and we're we're doing our best to bring a, a good quality craft cider to to be available for everyone, and and um, I appreciate all the support, and certainly the show was a heck of a lot of fun, and you did promise me a, a sequel, so I'm yes. I'm holding out for that sometime in the new year or whenever later this year. I don't you know I don't care about it. Do it. It's, it's on the to do list. <laughs> yes, we are we are absolutely doing this, and we're hoping actually, kind of got our fingers crossed that you're going to maybe have something new to talk about and want to come and who knows maybe even debut it on the show. There is um there there is I can tell you that there's, there's something perhaps around the corner. Okay. Um, now the, the the corners in the distance a little bit, but it's, you know we're talking next uh, next year. But um, there is some. Uh, some uh, ideas floating around. I like it. We will, we think. will definitely be in touch. And and of course you're you're welcome back here anytime, my friend. Terrific. Hey, congrats again, you guys. Thank you so really much. Terrific. We appreciate it. You have a wonderful afternoon. You too. All right, Blair from uh, right. Us and East Siders. Love that guy. Cheers. You can always tell Blair when you get him on the phone because no one has an Austin accent like that. That's right. That is the quintessential. <laughs> it's an know, East Austin accent. It is. I was just about to East say, Austin. that's not South Austin. Or, <laughs> no, no, that's an East Austin uh, accent. And you can totally, totally tell. So that's awesome. Great cider, too. Wow, those guys make a wonderful product. Yeah, that stuff's pretty good. Yeah. I wonder what it's like, though, to have something that's been around since antiquity and now kind of resurface to novelty trying like, to reinvent right? the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely I, I i think it's really cool well these guys have really done it right i mean they brought it back in the right way and, and in style and they're of course not the only cider that's that's out there uh but i will say they're my favorite uh i really really believe in them now ian this beer that you are pouring this is one that i actually brought back from my uh, vacation Th- this trip is to, we're going straight down Florida. the coast from the last beer yes, that i because uh... this is from i believe st petersburg right uh, the, oh, yes, this is the Three Daughters Brewing Company, uh, Bimini Twist IPA. And this is, so here's what it says on, on the can. It says, don't let this one get away. A slight hint of citrus uh, from the hops makes this India Pale Ale as refreshing as a Bimini sea breeze. It's a catch worthy of a rollicking fishtail. Definitely a keeper. 
and it's uh, Three Daughters Brewing, St. Petersburg, Florida. And what I really liked about this, one of the reasons that I, I, I was looking for things to bring back that I wasn't used to seeing on uh, on store shelves here, I really like how they had like kind of like a hoppo meter on the side that tells, yeah, that tells like how uh, with sweet on one side of the scale and bitter on the other, and then the little finger pointing as to where they believe this beer lines up on that scale. So I don't know if they call it the hopometer, but that's what I call it. Yeah. Yeah, it goes from like multi to, is that a, (laughs) yeah, it's like sweet to, yeah, it looks like sweet to, uh, it's like, yeah, barley to hops. That's really cool. So Ian, what's your, what's your first take on this? This is different. Yeah. This is definitely different from what we've had before. This has uh, got a lot more bitter than the last one had. Yes, it does. It doesn't have that big floral IPA scent that I was expecting mm-mm. either. Es- especially the you know for a, a brew that talks about being citrusy, and I can taste the citrus in there, but it's very different from. But the citrus that is in the middle citrus. of the flavor. Yes. It's not in the very front of the that's, flavor. That's well it's, said. Yes. Yeah. It, it's got almost a uh, farmhouse ale kind of finish mm-hmm. to it, and, mm-hmm. and even some of those flavors, that uh, the darker flavors in it. I would say it's more complex than I was expecting. Definitely. Yeah. I, so, so do you, I got the Saison as well. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you like this, Ian? I know you're saying that it's different, but is this, is I, this honestly, a Honestly, I don't you think drink? I would buy this one again. Yeah? It's interesting for a taste, but for me, that's not the flavor that I'd, I'd want in an IPA. You know, you know, I like my IPAs very balanced, mm-hmm. front to back. Uh, a little citrusy up front is fine. This, the one we had earlier, I like. Yes, it doesn't feel as sessionable, does it? No. Yeah. No. I, just as a lacing nerd, <clears throat> I'm, I can't help but notice the uh, the carbonation on this out of a can mm-hmm. is delicate, very delicate. It's almost as if someone like um, had their own draft system and they kind of dialed in exactly what they want. I'm surprised to get that out of a can. I don't know what's going on there, but it's very, very tight, small. You're right. Like very velvety. small bubbles. Yeah. Very small velvety bubbles. I, I do, I do enjoy this, but I think you're right. I don't know if I were the way I always try to ask myself a question about, uh, about beers is if I were at a bar, I didn't know anything about it, but I ordered one on draft. They brought it to me, and I'm drinking it. Now I'm finished. I'm going to order another beer. Do I get one of these, or do I go somewhere else? You know, that's that's the question that I'm that I'm thinking. And I'm not sure that I would go for a second of of these, although I am enjoying it. So, yeah, yeah this to me is not as as balanced. It's got a lot in the middle and a lot on the. Um bitter finish but there's not a lot up front going on for me so i think that i would probably pass on this for a second one i do want to tell you a quick story speaking of being out and having beers uh my wife and i went uh, last weekend to good dog in uh, houston down on it's a hot dog place like a sort of a, a, a kind of a frou-frou hot mm-hmm. dog i mean not, it's not that frou-frou i've been it's, a happy fat yeah, so it's it's just, like yeah that. but it's it's definitely like Better than usual hot dogs, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they have a really cool row of taps. And uh, I was thrilled when I came in to find out they had Lone Pine Yellow Rose on tap, <laughs> my favorite beer, right? So I order one, and I'm talking to the girl behind the bar about it, and she goes, "Oh, the Lone Pine people are here. We're doing a thing with them this afternoon." So I met the Lone Pine ambassador, wow. uh, who will be coming on the show. But the whole reason I want to tell this story is they have a new beer, Ooh. and it's a pale ale. Uh, called Zeno's, Zeno's Pale Ale from Lone Pint Brewery. And it tastes like, best way I can describe it, because I had one, of course, uh, best way I can describe it is it tastes like a cross between their yellow rose and like an Eighth Wonder Dome Foam. It's like creamy. Oh, wow. So it's almost and a cream kind of, ale kind yeah, of with some Yeah, hoppy. really, really different. So. so I loved it. We'll obviously talk about that on a future show. I wanted, before we wrap up show number 50, uh, to just go back to the wonderful 
uh, whiskey that we that we open with this uh, Balvini, um, Balvin, say it? Balvenie. 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 Vin, Vin, Vin. Balvenie. Yeah, uh, uh, the double wood, which is matured in two distinctly different casks, and this is the seventeen. There's a twelve, right? Yeah, the the twelve is kind of like our flagship. Yeah, and then the seventeen. Is there anything the clash? Amazing. beyond the seventeen? Uh, in, in double wood, no, yeah. not yet, not yet. Yes, um, but yeah, we have we celebrate a very rare range, thirty, forty, fifty, and a little fun uh, David uh, Stewart experiment called uh, Ton fifteen oh nine. Well, we are loving celebrating our 50th with you uh, and this. It's been wonderful. Jonathan Wingo, thank you so much. Oh, no. Thanks for letting me crash in. I love Cheers. it. Cheers. <laughs> thanks for answering. Uh, we are back at uh, B&B next week for a special cigar and whiskey pairing show. Uh, join us for 51. It's Smoking and Toasting. This is Radio Brave. Keep listening. It gets even better. Now let's do it up. Radio Brave.